This won't be what you expect. And I can't tell you what to expect. But if I could, I wouldn't. Because this is not about expectation at all. Now, there's a part of us that wants something out of spirituality or out of the awakening endeavor in the same way it wants something out of other areas of our life, like relationships, money, occupation, hobbies, interests, passions. There's something that expects to get somewhere, to get some position of betterment, of success, of ultimately satisfaction. At some point, we will realize in this process, we will realize that is only a movement of mind. It is only a movement of thought, both in, so to speak, ordinary life and spiritual life. Because this has nothing to do with expectation. When we look closely enough at our seeking minds, at expectation, desire, want, and aversion, we will find that what underlies it is a sense of lack or a sense of not okayness or a sense of unsatisfactoriness. This is a critical step in the maturity of the practitioner because before that, clear recognition of where seeking and the seeking individual, the apparent seeking individual, arise from, we fool ourselves. Once you see that, once that's clear, you sort of go through a phase of perhaps grief. We'll call it grief, letting go. When you realize all of the what you thought you were going to get out of spirituality and life and so forth was really an illusion. Those dreams, those daydreams, the illusion of control, all of it. Now, that's a lot to let go of, depending on how much buy-in you have. And we all have some buy-in until we don't. But for some, it's a heavier burden, karmically, let's say. But the really good news is once that has been let go of, the illusion of time, essentially, the illusion of control, the illusion of later when, the illusion of need, in the way our minds put life together, put reality together. On the other side of that is freedom. As I described in the video yesterday, it's a deeply settled place. That's not a place. It's not a place to rest because places are conditional. So you can't find freedom there. You might find momentary enjoyment. 
But what I'm pointing to here is beyond enjoyment. It's beyond identity. Beyond the illusions of space and time. But specifically what I'm talking about here is time. We often don't realize that time is a double-edged sword. We feel like later when I get this, that, or the other thing. Later when my awakening occurs. Or later when what I remember as my awakening is permanent. <laughs> when we live in these dreams, we don't realize that it can feel good because we can use it as a pacifier in a moment, a mental pacifier. But in other moments, it feels really uncomfortable. It feels like time is a prison. I only have so much time. I have to accomplish this before X, Y, Z, before I die. To see this clearly can really free us to a large degree from the illusion of time. And to be free of time, the mind settles. And when the mind settles, we can really start to engage or investigate what is actually occurring right now and what is not occurring, but not to analyze it in that way, just to know it in the most direct way possible. To know this vivid, luminous, empty nature of all experience, of this one experience, of this one sound. That's the goal, but it's not in the future. It's never been in the future. It's always been right here, waiting to be noticed. Perhaps waiting to be revealed. It's right there for you. The sound of the thunder. You may not hear the thunder. I hear the thunder here. It's the sweetest sound. As Tony Parsons says, it's the lover that never leaves you. Now, the spiritual journey does come to an end because journeys come to an end, because time comes to an end, because self comes to an end. But the depth of clarity beyond that continues to become more and more obvious, more and more I want to say enjoyable. <laughs> There's no word for this, but satisfying, perhaps. This is where we find in more and more subtle ways and more varied, simple, mundane life experiences where the absolute truth that was realized and the absolute truth here is no self, but it has to be fully realized where that is not apart from the relative movement of this set of conditions, the sounds, sensations, movements, conversations, events, people, times and places. To see, to live that that is, that relative truth, that relative world is not apart from what is realized clearly 
distinctly, unquestionably. There is no time, no space, no self, no other. No coming, no going, no birth and no death. That's what this is all about. And that gets deeper and deeper and deeper, clearer and clearer and clearer and more and more present. The radiant, empty nature of no self, the radiant, empty nature of sound, not being two, becomes clearer in more and more situations in the relative world, in relative life. This is how you proceed from the top of a 50-foot pole or a 100-foot pole. One footstep at a time. One conversation at a time. One thunderclap at a time. One laugh. One broken down vehicle. One moment of grief. Everything is an entry point. 